Sippers, welcome to this episode of the Tea With Me podcast with me, Shane Todd. Episode 222. Is that right, Dan? That's correct. I think that's right. Before we get into this episode, which we walked away from, me, Dan and Mike, and said that's one of the best episodes we've ever done. Before we plug that, my special is on YouTube now. All American shot in four of the best comedy clubs in America. It's on YouTube for free. It's on the Tea With Me YouTube channel, my YouTube channel. Um, go and watch it if you if you love it and you leave a like and a comment that'll be great but if you just want to watch it I'd appreciate that um, so check that out we have so much going on on Patreon right now patreon.com slash tea with me podcast episode one and two of the history podcast it's shaking the academic world mysteries by me and Dr. Kieran Bartlett is uh, exclusively a Patreon now also my tennis match with Kieran if you enjoy if you enjoy any of the recent Wimbledons, you'll love this. Michael the Umpire steals a show. The full length you might have seen the clip, the full length version is on Patreon. With the Lyric Podcast, which is Patreon only, bonus podcast, live stream, everything. Patreon.com slash Timmy Podcast. We are sponsored by none other than Manscaped. Now, these guys have been with us since the start, really, on Tea With Me. They're the number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. And, hey, they're doing a lot of stuff above the belt, too. I don't know if you watched the video version and saw the moment where my knee fell off the leg that it's resting on there. But if you want to go back and watch that, it might be quite funny because I really panicked when it happened because I didn't understand what was happening just in that split second. But Manscaped, they have stuff for your knees, stuff for your... Uh, your um, Dude, what's it? What academical for your for your anus? Uh, if you want to tidy up anus, uh, penis, scrotum. What's the in between bit? Perine perineum. 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 Um, they've got stuff. They've got colognes. They've got the lawnmower four point They've got things for your beard. They've got everything. The beard trimmer. A beard trimmer. You know that I use that. You probably look at me being like you probably use a garden shears, big man. Run the boat like a Viking. No, um, they've got everything. We use code Tea With Me for twenty percent off and free shipping. It's in the description as always. I've had a few people recently been like, "Mate, I've heard you talk about Manscaped." I finally bitten the bullet, and I say to these guys, "Welcome to the club." And then I say, "I don't believe you," and they say, "I really have." I say, "I don't believe you," and they say, "Zip," and then they take down trousers and pants, and I say, "Glad to be of service." Tea With Me twenty percent off and free shipping. Let's get into this episode. I've known this guy for many years. I'm a big fan, like so many other people. We think he's not sure, but he's kind of sure. He's the biggest selling comedian in the UK. God knows what records he's broken. His stuff online is brilliant, but then when you go see him live, you realise that the live stuff is actually just as good. Uh, he is a legend of UK comedy. Um, he's going to be back in Belfast. He's going to be back. In, he's September. doing five SSE shows. Uh, he's coming back in September. Um, he's loved here like he is in so many places. Just one of life's good guys as well. So we'll talk about his successes on this episode and how everyone's just so happy for him because he deserves it. He works hard. Works harder than anyone. And he's great. Ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy this Tea With Me episode with the one and only Paul Smith, not the fashion designer. We were talking just before this about the last <laughs> time we I on saw now? you. We're on this. Is up, we're on now. <laughs> the... Uh, the last time I saw you, you were having dinner in the Clayton Hotel in Belfast. You were yeah, doing yeah. the Ulster Hall that night, Yeah, doing a headline show. I was there with my mate Dave, who runs Dave, Pug Dave Elliott, yeah. Dave yeah. Elliott, which is 
small comedy club upstairs above a bar. Dave said, it was like getting a girl to go out with him. He goes, go over and ask Paul if he'll do my club. <laughs> <laughs> so I went over. And Dave's kind of like at the bar, you know, like playing with his bald hair. I don't have hair. And um, and I had to go over and I, I, I introduced Dave and I said, look, I said to Dave, he's not going to, he's doing the Ulster Hall. He's not going to want to, and he's on tour. He's not going to want to come and do it. But we'll ask him. And I said, I didn't you, want to do it. If you want to drop it's in. the soft bastard. Because <laughs> yeah. you were like, you're like, look, mate, I, I, I might do, but like, I might do, but you know, I'm, I, I can't commit to it or anything. And I said to Dave, Dave's like, he's so sound, but I don't think he'll do it. And I said, I don't think he'll do it. And then the whole night was over at Pugs. And then you just like showed up after doing, you know, a thousand people in the Ulster Hall. And it was like, you know, like, it's like someone's showing up the five aside when the hour's up, you know, sort of like, <laughs> and then, but you've got your boots, you know what I mean, and like a full kit, so Dave's like, Dave's like, I've got to get him on, so he brings you on, and there was about, going from a thousand people in the Ulster yeah. Hall, there was about 12, 13 people <laughs> in pugs. And they did not find me funny. Well, here's the, here's, here's the thing, here's the thing, the na- it was like a tough night, you went on, people were sort of talking amongst themselves, and it was like, you know, you're chatting to people in the audience. And I've I've genuinely never seen anything like it because you maybe did 20 minutes and the first 15, you were just talking to people. And then in the la- I, I was like, there's no energy in this room. And then it just started coming together and then it hit. And the night was like almost over. And then you brought it back and, and then everyone was into it. And it was just this like I, I, all I was interested is that old guy who really didn't want to want to laugh at me. There was but guy, I'm staying here so you fucking laugh at me. That's what you, you said that <laughs> yeah, you said yeah, that to yeah. him. I think I was called Joe. I remember yeah, this. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You can all leave. You're staying, and I'm staying. It's You're like, gonna laugh at me. It's like Mick Jagger doing a sold out Madison Square Garden, and then just busking in a subway station. And it, it was, uh, yeah. but it was great, and I love like I love that when you're in a city and you know you could just go and do the tour show. But you go. I want to do spots. I want to do clubs and that kind yeah. of. I think if you if you lost that desire to do that kind, of, yeah, you're not going to do it every night on tour. But no, there's I something. think it's important as well to like. I always try and shout out the local clubs and stuff when I'm on stage because yes. I think a lot of people come to these tour shows. They don't realise there's comedy clubs. A lot of them. Yeah. Or like that's where you really do see the best comedy. Um. So I like to do that as well. I asked you, do you have many tour dates left on this tour? And you said, it's, it's winded down, you have 100 left. <laughs> we're, on the, we're on the downward slope. How many dates is this whole tour? Uh, I think we it's a big, I think we were on 215 shows, it was. Over like a year? Is this like a no, year long tour? Yeah. Technically, yeah, but there was, be, there was a bit of a gap. So there was like, I think there was about 15 shows at the end of last year, and then it's all been since January, it kind of just went really hard. And roughly, I mean, ballpark, how many people will, will this tour be? Uh, and, well, I sold a quarter of a million tickets not long ago and bought myself a McLaren, didn't I? <laughs> Do you know, <laughs> the biggest compliment I can give you is you're the, you're the only person who can get away with, you know, showing everyone. Because people that are into you, like myself and so many people, have seen you since you you know you started putting out clips and it's almost like this journey of comedy but then the cars have just gone up and you can post a, a, a vlog type video of you picking up the keys to a mclaren f1 and people are like paul brilliant mate well deserved <laughs> that kind of thing if, if if i post a video if i posted a video of me buying myself a pair of shoes that were 120 quid it'd be like you fuck you're out of touch you comes. yeah <laughs> i remember you were you got them on <laughs> <laughs> my wife bought me these <laughs> 
She did. She had it to my wife. Um, but but yeah, that just shows how on board with you people are. But see, doing like a quarter. I want to talk to you about like the journey of like from when you start because I did a gig with you about thirteen years ago in the Crown Hotel in Liverpool. You had long hair. You did. Do you know? Can I um <laughs> as an aside to that? Yeah. When you did that gig, right? You were You're supposed like to, you were supposed to shit. come over about a year before that when we were in a club called, where we started in a club called Envy. Yeah. And you couldn't get over for what re- whatever reason. Yes. And there was a local act called Andrew Kearney. Who doesn't do it anymore. He was he was one of them acts who was like it was so hit and miss. He was just like, but he was just so keen. And he come down that night and he was like, "Can I get on, please?" And we were like, "No, no, Shane Todd's on." And then you turned out you couldn't make it. So he's like, please, can I get on? We said, you can only go on if you're Shane Todd. Yeah. So he went on. <laughs> and all the way, just kept telling jokes, but dying on his ass and going, I'm Shane Todd, everyone. <laughs> and nobody told you that it happened. So, <laughs> for ages. <This> when, <laughs> everyone thought you were so shit. <laughs> loads of people thought he was you. Imagine I was like, remember when that Shane Todd died on his ass? So we were like, yeah, that's Imagine the live at the Apollo Booker's room that night. <laughs> I know. We did feel bad about it. And nobody told you. <laughs> so when you came over, I was like, is anyone going to tell him? No, I'm not telling him. Is that why only now am I building some sort of reputation in Liverpool? That's why I'm, I'm now figuring out why people come to see me in hot water. They're, like, looks, they're looking at each other like this. He looks so different. <laughs> What's this guy called? Andrew Kearney. And he's not doing it anymore? No, no. Good. <laughs> good. You know what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to start doing gigs in Liverpool as good as I can and call myself Andrew Kearney and really set the bar so high for him and make him go back in I the stand I don't think you'd have to do gigs that big too. Yeah. Know? That's funny. I remember... He was a nice kid. He should, yeah. I remember that was when... I'm disorganised, but I've got better at it and I'm bad at it now, but it used to be really, really bad at yeah. it. And I remember asking for a gig in hot water and this was like way back in the day. It would have been one of my first gigs outside of here and getting a message from uh, Ben or Paul who run hot water. And it was like, mate, what time will you be down at? And I was at home. Like, yeah, that must have been the, that must have been the time. I, yeah, I had, I had like, I had thought it was a totally, I got like the wrong month or yeah. something. And I think that's why, because Ben was like fucking prick. <laughs> but I still can't. Like, you got, you got to be Shane Todd now. Do you know what I should have done that moment? Mate, I, I can't make it over. I'm sorry. I guarantee I wrote back me traffic's mental. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't just go, I fucked this. I'd still be trying to do, tr- still be trying to do something. That's funny. Because I remember there was a, this makes so much sense, there was a Twitter account set up of yeah. like a parody of me. Yeah, I think that was And it kept that, yeah. saying about, catch me in Liverpool tonight. <laughs> For months after that went on. And he would be like, I have a DVD coming out. It's called, I've done another bad set. Yeah. <laughs> But it was so funny though. I wish I had a video of it because it was so funny because he just kept progressively getting shit at <laughs> and going, Shane Todd, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I'm so sorry. Oh, was, hey, I did. I'm no, not that, I apologize. Like, I, like I, did it. It. I was like, yeah, thir- maybe 13 years ago, it was in a hotel, hot water then. Yeah, the you had long hair. Yeah. Did you? I've, I've tried to black them out. Or maybe it was Andrew Kearney pretending to be he, he did have long hair, to be fair. No, uh, I did have long hair. And, and you were, I thought that was me. Look, I was going, you were trying to find yourself. Yeah. And this is going to be my, this is going to be my stage yeah. persona. Yeah. Didn't work out. I remember that gig, because, yeah, it's one of the first ones I'd done outside of home. And I was buzzing for it, and it was great. It was great. But you sort of, gigs, like, come and go. So you sort of expect, 
uh, maybe come back and do this at some point, but you don't expect hot water to kind of turn into that thing. Mm. And when you look back at guys you did back then, a lot of people you look at on the lineup like that guy aren't doing stand up anymore. But mm. that was like you, Adam Rowe. There's a couple other guys I remember that were on that are still kind of gigging. Yeah. But yeah. Why why did hot water as a club take off so much? Why did that stick and so other so many other clubs? I think it's came much the went? same as like if you look at the Belfast like your comedy scene. Everyone in the UK is like obviously over back in England. Sorry, is talking about um because it's mad here, isn't it? Like yeah. you all sell arenas. Yeah, it's yeah. Lunacy, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like every one here <laughs> yeah. is like massive though. It's like there uh, used to be um a vending machine in my school that, and it was like in the PE department. It was way away from everywhere else. And if you put any coin into it, you could pull a button down to get your change back and it would give you double what you put in. But I discovered this and never told anyone. Why? Because it was giving me money back and I was like, they'll, they'll fix it. I said, if I Bad tell guy, someone, yeah. they'll fix it and it'll stop. Oh, yeah, That's enough. like our comedy scene here. We're yeah. trying not to tell anyone about it. I know. Because we're selling, we're doing arenas. Yeah. So we're like, don't let, it, don't let anyone don't else question in. it. Don't do anything. Just enjoy, just get as much out of it as we can. <laughs> And let's keep going, but but Liverpool, do you think Liverpool's like a two? Well, I think we had the kind of because we all we didn't realize it was getting how big it was getting, like the club, and we were all just like because it was a Sunday night club at first, and then it went to Sunday and Friday, then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so it was a full weekend. But like still a small club, and the fees weren't great. But like so we couldn't really, and we had the competition in the city, so like people were putting embargoes on us. We we were struggling to get acts at certain times, so we were all just gigging. I I mean I don't think I missed a gig there, and like what like in nine years and it got to the point where it was every night i was just gigging every single night right and we were all just there all the were time full-time stand-up were yeah just full-time stand-up but right. like it was it wasn't the best money but it was still full-time i wasn't doing anything else um so it was me Row, rob thomas tony carroll it's all this, like scouse acts yeah just getting loads of stage time yeah um, and in a place where we were kind of comfortable enough to go well if i fuck up if it, i can do anything i want here because if i fuck up they're not gonna go you're not coming back next week yeah so I can just go on and feel free to just say whatever the fuck I want and it just kind of yeah gave us all that freedom and once one of us was getting better like I try I work my shows out now I did this by accident about four years ago I, I, I filmed my special in November and then I never do tour shows in December because I always do the Christmas runs of the club because it's good for them it's like it's just like because they're, they're a bit mad and there's like fucking seven shows a day yeah Um. so it's always me Adam Rowe like Troy Hawk um, just like just Danny McLaughlin, just yeah. killers. So I'm like, got to the got to the start, film a show in November. Got to the first of December. It's like six shows a day. Like I'm doing sets and I'm swapping around, so I'm having to close some shows and stuff. And I'm thought, fuck, I've burned some of my material. I've got no material. I've just put a DVD out, right? And it's on sale. Yeah. So now I can't go on and do this stuff because I'm I'm quite like self conscious about doing that. See. So I was like, shit, what am I gonna do? So I thought I'm gonna have to. Just do new stuff. We have to do, go go on after Adam Rowe and Danny Mac and do new stuff, right. and hope everyone doesn't walk out going. It's not as good in real life. Is yeah, it? yeah. So uh, I went on, and I, it was I was fucking about for the first one. By by the end of the first day, I was like, I've got a solid twenty, like it's just right, like right. a brand new twenty. And then by the end of that month, I had a new hour because yep. I had to. Right. And then I was like, I would never have chosen to do that. Do you like, mean? Do you mean to kind of? Improvise more, riff more, and not have riff material. more. And but ha because you throw yourself in at the deep end, you have to kind of raise the, the bar gets raised, and you have to that kind of meet it. Do you know what I mean? So if you're yeah. following Adam Rowe and Danny Mac doing new stuff, that new stuff very quickly has to get very good. Yeah. Or you're just gonna get booed off the stage. So yeah. just 
seems to work. So that's how I do my new shows now. I just get on them December Christmas shows with everyone's a cunt. Do you do you think about the fact that Belfast has such a good scene at the minute, Liverpool, places like Glasgow? Do you think that's like a like an industrial working class city? I think thing? it's Docklands. I I've got the, I've got a mad theory about the fact that it's like kind of you got because in a Dockland city you get a lot of mishmash of people, got a lot of mishmash of men together, and I'm not trying to be sexist or anything, yeah, that, but yeah. like historically it would be men, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the way men seem to, because we're all dickheads and children, yeah. Don't we can't like be open and go, oh, it's quite kind of scary being in a new place, isn't it? Right. So the best thing for us to do <laughs> is go. Well, the only way we we all know we're not equal and we're not going to fight is that I call you a dickhead, you call him a dickhead. We all just take the piss yeah. out of each other, and then once you've learned, you can take the piss and be have the piss taken out here in a in a way that you can cope with. It kind of just settles out. That's where the sense of humour comes from. You know, that's such an interesting theory mm. that you're right because the stuff that works best in comedy clubs and online is that kind of like quick fire replying to people you do it better than anybody else it, it is bouncing off the audience and, and kind of taking the piss but in a yeah, respectful enough yeah, way yeah, you know yeah. the line yeah there's a line yeah um, and that you're right that it, it is kind of like being being like at in, in in a workplace or something like that, and maybe in places like London, I know it's easy to say like, oh, the scene in London, great gigs in London, but it's just massive. There's <laughs> two or three great gigs, <laughs> but but if you did that there, I think if you if you went in and were like, all, all right, mate, where'd you get that coat? People people will be like, this is <laughs> this is horrifying abuse. You go to jail. You go to jail. Go to jail. People be like, "Don't do not assume this is a coat. This is a shack." You know, you go to prison for that. But like, I think people are more. People, that is more the way. Because when when I go to Liverpool or Newcastle or Glasgow or a few of these other places, yeah. I don't really feel like I'm away from home. No. Yeah. Whereas when I'm in London and a few other places, I feel far from home. Oh, Even though, like, I feel the same. Absolutely the same. I feel much more at home in Ireland than I do myself. Have you like? you know, got into that Liverpool way of being in hot water and doing solo shows and that kind of thing where you just take the piss out of the audience. And have you ever gone to, like, another place in that mode and find the audience to be um, like, hey? It's, now, it's, I, I get away with it a bit more now because people kind of come because they've seen that. Yeah. If anything, it's the other way around, whatever, don't do it enough. People right. go, oh, you didn't fucking take the piss out of me. I'm like, you, mate, you were 800 seats back. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I didn't know you were there. People get really yeah, genuine. He's not angry. taking the piss out of my <laughs> shoes. <laughs> oh, me I messaged you before the show and John was in. Why didn't you shout John out? What do you want me to do, mate? <laughs> see, see when you're doing a big show, see if you read out all the requests people have for like, oh, it's man. my birthday. Alison just got promoted. Yeah. See if you read those out, you wouldn't have time for the show. No. You just be uh, not only that if you if you shows Alison's birthday out, yeah, and because six thousand people statistically, a lot of them people have got a birthday. And it's my birthday too. Yeah, yeah. I made the mistake of doing it when I first started touring because I'm a soft bastard, as I said. So I get these messages, and I wasn't used to getting like messages like mm -hmm. that. So I'm like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've got Alison in, but then they don't say fuck all back. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't know that's happening, so my mate's going ah, yeah. and Alison's like, oh, I'm like, where's Alison? Is it Alison? Yeah, is Alison's birthday? It's my birthday. Oh, fuck off you. That's yeah, <laughs> me and uh, speaking of like shoutouts gone wrong. Me and William Thompson did a one-off radio show on local commercial radio last weekend, playing like rave music, giving people shoutouts. Someone wrote it. Some like woman wrote it because I didn't have time to like look at on the WhatsApp in the radio studio 
look at people's profile, what is it, that kind of thing. Some, some message comes in, it says, oh, you two sound like you're broadcasting from your wee bedroom. So like a bit of a slag. I reply on radio live, I said, uh, we're, not, we're, we're not doing it from our wee bedroom. We're, we're, we're broadcast from your ma's bedroom. And I, I mean, Willie, like, hey, and play a song. Text comes in as soon as that song's playing, straight away. My mother died a long time ago. I was like, Jesus. And then me and William are sitting there. I'm like, we're going to get in so much shit for this. Then another the woman texts again and wrote, but this was her favourite song. And it was like, it was like, Hathaway, what is love or something? So like, have you, you know, in, in with that crowd interaction and that kind of thing and knowing where the line is, have you ever done something like totally innocuous or responded to someone and like got like quite a bit of shit for it or put a clip out that, well, that, a clip went out yesterday. It's, it's from a couple of years. The clip where the, the guy in the front row had cancer. Yeah. And I just immediately went, wow, you selfish prick for bringing that up. Yeah. I was like, well, how fucking, <laughs> why have you got to make this about you? Yeah. We all know it. We all know you've got cancer. We've seen your Facebook. Yeah. I always back, it's malignant. Oh. And you know when you're there going, what are you, where are you going with this? But you can't, like... I could see him laughing, and I could see his daughters laughing at it. So like, I'm all, and I could feel in the, the room it's going mad. So I'm like, yeah. in, you know, you play in the room, right? Because yes. if, if it had gone the other way and gone, <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry to hear that, mate. It just would have created such a tension. Of course, that I would have never been able to break. So I had to just immediately go that way. I could hear Danny. You know, it's funny when you can hear Danny Mac backstage just crying. Right. So yeah, like, yeah. Oh, like, this is all right. This yeah. is come off stage. And I messaged Rudy, the camera guy, and I was like, did you get that? He was like, yeah. I went, I'm not sure about that one, you know. <laughs> and, but then his daughter messaged me immediately going, thank you so much for that. For breaking their attention. And, in like yeah. a year. Yeah. So like, I thought, oh, Sam, put it out. But <laughs> because you clip, yeah. so like you got 90 seconds to get that in. So you're taking pauses out and shit like that. Right. So I'm like, fuck's sake, man. Fucking, I don't know about this yet. So we put it out. And fucking... Blair from the club because he's a fucking knobhead he loves an algorithm he's just he put too far question mark and I, you fucking knobhead you fucking knobhead you're asking for two he went yeah well, watch these bad comments drive this right up here <laughs> but he put it out again yesterday and people are going mad like people are going and then people are defending it and stuff like that yeah. and it does help the clip but fuck me like it terrifies the, me the only important thing there is you was the guy laughing oh he, he loved was. it exactly, he come back exactly. he, I got him he, he came back That's so the right. next time I was there I put him in a guy because he's, cause he, he's in full remission okay, I got a picture with him yes. but people don't give a fuck about that no, no, like, he no. goes on the threads and, and like defends me on the threads right. right? Yeah. so like and his daughters are all defending me but like no it's terrible he said cancer I was like it wasn't, it wasn't a joke about cancer yes. it was a joke about him being selfish and bringing it up yes that yeah. wasn't a joke about I, there was another one with him again I, <laughs> I did Barrow and the show had started, and I'd done. I've been on a couple of minutes, and I, I started. So I'm like just chatting, it's like saying hello and stuff like that. And then um, a guy just gets like I've I've told this before on podcast, but a guy just gets wheeled in, like yeah. so slowly though. Yeah, it's like so. Have you seen it? Like so, so painfully slowly. It seemed <laughs> to 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 only see the clip and not the context. It seemed like you just started your set. I have. Right, yeah, okay. So I've been on like literally two minutes, said hello, welcome to the show. Yeah. Then that happens and I'm like Sonny's <sighs> <laughs> getting pulled in and there's only disabled space around the middle of the front row. He's getting pulled into the space. And he's like 
he's he's <laughs> it's he's, a red rag dude, yeah but. yeah and they're all looking and I could just see them all going <laughs> like, what do you all think I'm gonna say like what do you think I'm gonna say so and, and so but he's great like, his name's nearly messaged me all the time though and it, I was like I said I'll, I'll make you know nice events I've been better <laughs> and I was like thank fuck that he's saving my life there but then I so yeah if he says no to that that's oh, mate, no <laughs> I'm not happy <laughs> So I carried, but I carried on talking because I'm a knobhead. I carried, there's, 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 so there's two lads and a girl in the front row. So I thought I'm going to move away from that because I've got away with murder. Yeah. So I started talking to these people. And it's like, so I was like, I said, is this, this, this your missus? And he went, no, that's my mum. But she looked quite young, this woman. So when she was tiny, I went, fuck off, you're his mum. And yeah, he's fucking massive. And she was I know, yeah. I went, fucking hell, he must have done some damage coming out. Like, you're lucky you don't look like him. <laughs> and everyone just said, ah. Oh! And I was like, shit, I've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, 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 the subsequent debate in the comments is the wild thing. Yeah. I put out a clip from this podcast um, not that long ago where I said to, to two guests, I said, would you rather, and this is the way, verbatim is kind of the way I said it, would you rather be bombed by um, like, a, like a small dick for five minutes or, or a massive dick for one minute? I think that was the question. Um, and William, small dick for five minutes, definitely. Exa- well, the more, all these people kicked off, a lot of people kicked off about it. And then I kind of held my hands and I realized I shouldn't, the quit, one option should have been the real answer, which is, a medium-sized dick for two and a half minutes, right? <laughs> but it kicked off massively. All the comments of like, you know, this is homophobic, this, and I'm, I shouldn't reply to comments. I was like, you know, the guys that I'm asking, like, are both not, one of the guys is not uh, heterosexual, right? So I was like, I'm not, it's not a conversation between three straight guys, you know, there's a bit of a mix here. And the comments under it, that started off like all good and then there was a few negative ones there was a little bit of back and forth and then a subsection of these comments just became like a royal rumble for these gay guys being like some guys like you know i find this really homophobic and then another guy's like i'm gay i love this and then another guy's like well you shouldn't you shouldn't love this being gay like and this guy who do you why are you the spokesman guy. for gay guys and it was just it was just a big gay storm and i was right in the middle of it and I've never been happier than just sitting. <laughs> I was like in a tornado of like a, a big gay debate, and I loved it. And then there's these gay guys DMing me, being like, "Yo, we've you know we've got your back." And then there's cheeky ones being like, "I've got, I've got your back." Eggplant emoji, you know, like some gay guy was like, <laughs> So I got some message, some guy being like, like, like if it ever came to it, he's like, "I'd suck you off." And I was like, I, "We're not the. That's not relevant to what we're saying here." But it, I mean, it's just. The worst thing you can do, I suppose, is get into comments, and sometimes I find oh, it hard not to, not to reply and be like, I don't know how you don't see this, or if you have done something wrong. I'm like, I don't know. It's hard to like. Obviously, you should just not say anything. Yeah, the lunatics. You know? But yeah, people will a, a key word like your cancer thing, where like you. Yeah, people. It's, a, it's an emotive thing. I can see why it's an emotive thing, isn't yeah. it? But like, I'm not. You're not watching this stuff. What do you think was was there a clip you put out? Um, that kind of was the first thing that like blew up for you. And do you remember what that clip was? Yeah, I know exactly what it was. It was um, and it's it's not it's not it's not that it's basically what it was when we did when we first started filming at the club. So we didn't have cameras or nothing. So Paul was like, "I'm gonna start filming clips," and I was like, "No one's gonna watch that." 
what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And he was like, no. And he said, um, we're going to film. So they had two camera guys in. So I said, well, let's make it look like good, like mm-hmm. live at the Apollo as much as we can. So while I was on, they were filming the audience. So like cutaways. So I was joking with people in those early clips, like all the laughs you can see there, mine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so I had to go on the ten acts on a Monday night, and they're all getting like five minute videos. So I had to just go on MC at the start, and then between the acts, I was just doing as as little as I possibly could to get the next act on. Yeah. So it goes on. This guy had come off, and I knew the next guy was like he did one liners. So I'm about to bring him on. A guy gets up, ran in the middle of the front row, and just goes to the toilet. So I thought I'm gonna have to stay here. Till he comes back when you're emceeing you know that's the most difficult thing i'm seeing when you haven't got a fixed time yes so you because you've because it's a, people go how do you how do you get all these things when you're emceeing how, how come you, you pick on people so quick and i don't it's a fucking trick one you only see the best things i say because i put them all as clips yeah <laughs> two like if you come to club people don't notice it but you'll go oh what's your name oh, i'm jane are you jane what do you do jane i work in admin oh that's lovely move on no, no one remembers you've done that. It's yes. just like, so like you got that option when you got like a ten minute. But when you thought I don't know how long he's gonna be, so but I just got really lucky and I picked on this guy and I went, "What do you do?" And he went, "I work at Jaguar." And his mate went like that, and I went, "Why has he just looked at you like a lion?" Then and his mate went, "I went, you defo sell be here." Like right. That. Yeah, and his mate went, "Ah!" I went, "He fucking does, doesn't he? He sells me," and everyone just went mad, and because he had the dead nice watch on and all that, and I was like, "What car have you got?" And he went a Range Rover. I went, "You defo sell be you." <laughs> so I'm jumping around, and everyone's going fucking mad, and that was it. That was the clip. Yeah. Because it got Jaguar Land Rover's massive in Liverpool, so it got like shared around there loads. But I went away. It's been my mum's sixtieth to Portugal, and I came back after like a week, and. It, and Paul was messing with me on this clip's gone mad, you know. Right. And I was like, yeah, you just don't, it just doesn't make any sense. Yep. And I came back and then I, I got back late, took the baby to Tesco to get some milk and bread and that. And there was like three fucking mad scally lads just following me around Tesco's. And I was like, I'm getting mugged in Tesco right. with the baby. <laughs> and then they were like at the ends of the aisles. And I kept, every time I was, they were like always at the end, just look, looking down. I was like, what the fuck is that? Really? And then a woman stopped me for a picture. And then someone else, and then someone else, and then people they all they came over, and it was like a queue of people for pictures, and I'm there with the baby, thinking, and yeah. he's just, it's, it's, we- I'm alright with it now. Yeah, yeah. But it is weird at the time because you don't know how to be. Yeah. And you're just having, hmm. yeah, <laughs> for, for selfies. Two cameras going at one time, you don't know which one to look at. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, yeah, please yeah. don't look the one when I get the wrong camera. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, so when that, did you? Is it difficult to like? Do you have a thing where you go, "Oh, I want to put out a clip a week"? Is it like a formula type thing? I don't even, but I don't think about that at all. Right, I right. don't do any of that. Because um, I'll be honest with you, like, <laughs> I, 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 there's no round. I keep messaging him going because the stuff from Christmas. Well, because I'll message him sometimes if I do the club, especially I'll go at the boss bit there. That was a funny bit. Um, so and <laughs> and I, I message him every so. Where's that bit? Oh yeah, it's in the queue. I'm like, that was December. He goes, yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Like, okay. So I, I don't. I think I can literally not work now for <laughs> three years and still get a clip a day out. Right. Of stuff you, no one sees. So you've, you're like print. You got a vault. You know the way Prince yeah, had like just, a vault it's all of somewhere. stuff. I don't know where it is. It's all somewhere. Yeah. I don't actually own any of it. I don't own myself at all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the most stupid business person ever. Like, Someone is very rich. I don't know work. if you've seen the Elvis movie, but at the end <laughs> yeah, when he's in Vegas, I watched that. You and Hot Water with <laughs> cheeseburgers. I watched that movie missing. She was like, "You know, this is you, don't you?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no, it's gonna end the fucking just." Sticking NDMA in me and pushing me onto the stage every night, fifth sh- fifth show of the night, and I'm like, hey, "What do you do?" <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this anymore. No response to it. You're just asking them, "What do you do?" What do you do? 
but you know people would still love that yeah, you know what would. I mean oh god I know I, I, that was a horrifying moment there. <laughs> what's his name Captain Tom Captain Tom <laughs> Paul and Ben they just hit you with a backdated bill because he would do like some of the shit he does in that film Paul Blair would definitely do you know like when he makes the badges go and I ate, I ate Elvis yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't got high and all the threats he probably sent those scallies he, <laughs> he probably starts putting negative comments and going fucking bad this how he said this about cancer innit <laughs> just to drive it up the algorithm <laughs> He's a fucking genius, to be fair. <laughs> That's mad that, like... Because we forget with doing the podcast, we've done that many episodes of this podcast that, you know, when we first started doing it, you'd maybe have a clip from a podcast. But with TikTok and that algorithm picking up things that are so short, you probably have, like, 20 things from an hour-long conversation, and it could just be a sentence. Yeah. Like, some of the best stuff on TikTok or Instagram nowadays is, is like, a... a a sentence nearly mm. so you if you are willing to go back you probably there's a treasure trove of stuff but if you were doing because the way you boys were doing hot water that's one thing over here looking at it i was always like so jealous of and, and so much admiration for was hot water at different venues to the point where you'd be like i'm here at half seven and then i've got to run down yeah, the street yeah. and do 10 minutes that was there always cool, like, and then and that was because that's like, pass each other on the way yeah just like a wee, a wee high five. You just get, what would it be? Because like in a marathon, you're getting a legacy at sport. You're just getting a Greg's running run past. No, it's always a pint. Yeah. <laughs> pint again or stuff. I don't do you, know. Do you, uh, do you drink on tour now? Uh, sometimes. I've I, 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 I been trying not to. I'm training for the fight, so I'm yeah. trying not to. Um, I, I, this, I, come up, I can't resist the Guinness, especially right. here. Because yeah. like... You just can't get Guinness like that. I know everyone says it, but mm -hmm. you just can't get Guinness like that back home. Yeah. So uh, I come here and I'm like, I'll just have one Guinness and then I fucking When is your messy. fight? Uh, November the 4th. MMA? MMA. Full. And it's going to... Like, I keep getting paranoid because I've got, I've got the shittest girly hands ever. Right. And people keep commenting on it because I keep emitting pads and stuff every day. Yeah. My hands are always like this. Yeah. So it looks like I've got the fucking DTs or something. <laughs> yeah. So I just picked that gun. I was like, oh, fucking hell, look how my bag had. How many people will be there for the fight? I don't know. It's in the AO arena, so it's like eighteen thousand seater. I don't know. I mean, I just, I don't know. I don't know how many's gonna. Because we did comedians charity boxing, and that was to a thousand people. Yeah. And like we're still talking about like any excuse to like, it was the best thing. And people probably watch or like stop talking about that. It's the the because it's the adrenaline is similar to stand up, but yeah. it's a totally new thing. Yeah, yeah. It just like it consumed. Everyone did it. Consumed our lives. Yeah, because Paddy was gonna. Come, Paddy said he was because Paddy was over. He was gonna. He, he was gonna come and do some pads and spar with me a little bit. But yeah, I think he just. I think he went to spar when he yeah. was over there. Went to our spar when he was over there. Um, I think that was it. He'd have been disappointed. Our spars are not as good as yours. You're right. Are they not? <laughs> no. What is it? Our spars has this. Is a question I, I wanted to I know, ask you. What does I'm, our spar have? That well, I know doesn't? in Southern Ireland they have like delis and stuff. And yes, the food in those spars is better than restaurants back home. I say. <laughs> I look for. I swear, I had like three sandwiches a day out of one of them spas one day. I'm just picturing you sitting down to a jambon with like proper, like <laughs> you know, like proper napkin, proper cutlery, being a dish like this. Down south, though, they have, um, and you know, United Ireland gets debated a lot, but I don't think people ever consider this. See the cheese they have in their delis. I don't know what it is, but it's a lot of. It's like grated cheese, but it's a lot of different colours. 
I'll just mix the cheese product. Mix. There's a Leinster in there, uh, <laughs> or Leicester in Leinster. There's a cheddar. There's a there's a baby bell. You know, the yeah. like. So why are they? That's what I'm saying. And is this some cover up? Why are they? So, you know, what's going on with the cheese? I would need to find that out before I made a decision on anything. <laughs> on any kind of yeah, yeah, unification yeah. of the country. It's strange. Like, it's very... <laughs> unified the cheese first. Yeah, they won't, like, they won't talk about it. They will not talk about it. If you ask someone, you know, when you're doing Dublin next or whatever, just ask the audience. There'll be a deathly silence. What's going on with the cheese? What's going on with the cheese? We stick to just... People out. We just have the one cheese. You know what I mean? We'll tell you what the cheese... But anyway... It's, it's just called cheese. We just have cheese. <laughs> just straight up cheese. Fucking cheese. Um, you mentioned earlier about... Uh, you saying about the ca- wanting the cameras in hot water to look like live at the Apollo. Yeah, we don't do that anymore. We, we, we decided against that. What do you... Because we took the audience out again because everyone goes I don't want to be in that video oh right yeah well even, it makes even if you've conscious, like because right? you put signs of going you are agreeing to be in the video by being in the audience yeah but the, you just the audience, I'm not saying this is bad but the amount of people going give me mental health problems that yeah and you go ah fuck bastard yeah I or know. like Liverpool would be the same as Belfast there'd be a lot of guys coming up to me, me being like mate I can't be blur my face I'll give you <laughs> 50 quid to blur my face because I shouldn't be you know yeah. out um but did I, I want to ask you about Live at the Apollo because you're doing quarter of a million tickets. I don't know who, if anyone, sells more tickets than you in the UK. Some people must do. I, mean, I don't know. But when you look at Live at the when you look at Live at the Apollo and stuff, <laughs> you know, I automatically go, "Well, why are you? Why do you? Why are you not being offered your own TV show and this and that? Or have you no interest in that?" I'm, I, I, I'm a bit funny about Live the Apollo. I, we, I just use that we, as an example. We, yeah, of... we chatted about it. I chatted to a guy about it who, who pitched me for it, and they were interested. But I said that I wouldn't do any material on it, right? Because I don't feel comfortable letting them have control of my material. I've I've done this for 18 years, yep. and I structure those stories in a particular way. So if you're going to start cutting bits out I don't trust that you know what you're doing right so like I'm not and this is not me slagging anyone off I'm just no, saying you're like, absolutely right I don't, I don't listen to I, it's just I feel like you've got your own specific voice so I, I've got really good comedians who give me points on stuff and I kind of just it never fits in with what I'm saying yeah um, so I'm kind of a bit funny about that I don't so like they, them having the control they could represent your stuff in a yeah, different yeah, they way just, they cut it in, in different ways and so I said so they said would you consider going on doing crowd work which I, w- I considered for a minute and I was like, oh, that would be quite interesting doing it. But then I've got nothing to gain from it because yeah. my videos get more views than Live the Apollo. Yeah. And I decide how they're cut together. And also, like, it's it's a weird situation, Live the Apollo. You're in there, it's the daytime when you film it. The lights are all up in the audience. It's because- daytime? Yeah, yeah, they film it in the day. So Because they film them all in one day, don't they? So there's like five shows in a row. Oh, okay. So like it's it's a tired crowd. They're not really again. You're gonna have the same problem with people. Because if I pick on someone and get a really good bit, but I make someone look a bit stupid, they're not gonna be on a bit on live at the Apollo getting made to look stupid. Or yeah. and there might be a celebrity. I've, if I've like, called them a nonce. Yeah, if you, <laughs> you make Ainsley Harry a cry or something. Yeah, yeah. Your food shit. You you and you're really constrained in where you're gonna go, yeah. like and what you're gonna say, like. The, the the best bit like again going back to the if that thing happened with the cancer which was absolutely the right thing to do in the room if that happened at live the Apollo they would they wouldn't put that they'd absolutely no they'd stop the show I think they'd just stop yeah. and go no and then I'd, I'd never be invited back yeah um but, but yeah so I'm a bit like just a bit dubious I've I've had a few people approach me 
about TV stuff, but I've said I won't do stand up on telly. Just unless you want to put my special out. Yeah, yeah, in its yeah. Entirety, then yeah. you can buy that if you want to buy it. But but it, it it it's funny how like when you start out, I don't know about you, but personally me and the comedians I mates with here, that's all we talked about was, you know. Uh, at the time was Michael McIntyre's comedy yeah, roadshow yeah. or Live at the Apollo. That was the pinnacle. That was yeah. that was validation. That was like, I'll know I've achieved something yeah. when I've done stand up on TV yeah. on a show like that. And then over time, especially nowadays, that changes where you look. I, I personally look at something like that as like a oh that would be like a nice bonus. That would be yeah. like a that'd be cool to do that. Yeah, but. I used to actively pursue stuff like that yeah. so much to the point where I made my act as TV friendly as possible. Yeah. And it's not, and, and was, you know, like I'm not, you, you wouldn't watch my set and go, he couldn't be on TV. There's some stuff where you, yeah. you can't use that and that. But the second I, I felt personally that I stopped trying to be what I thought a TV producer would like, yeah. then I started to enjoy it's, my own stand up yeah. so much more. It's, so, it's, it's too difficult to do that. You can't yeah. really. Like, they asked me, because the guy was really pushing, going, what would you, what, what would you, like, you must, I said, I haven't got any material I could do on Live the Apollo. Yeah. Like, none. <laughs> and they were like, you must have. I went, I said, okay, I said, I'll cut the most Live the Apollo bit of my last show out and send it to you. Right. This has never been released, so you could use it if you want to use it. And it was a piece about getting pegged by me, missus. <laughs> a really graphic piece about what it feels like to be pegged by your missus. Yeah. And he just went, yeah, you're right, yeah. <laughs> he said, there's nothing else in it. I said, well, the rest of it's about taking DMT. So, like, <laughs> if you want to go down that road, that's worse than this bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he was like, oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, you can't, you, it's, 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 stand-up's not fun doing it like that. If you, yeah. it's, it's just no fun. You, I have other questions now. <laughs> you asked away. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is how I know. Small, how was that? Small dick for five minutes is much better. <laughs> What size was it? <laughs> uh, well, do you know what? I have a good story about this. Right? I thought you were about to take it out of your the pocket. Best... <laughs> <laughs> I carry it around. Now. Um, it, was a, it was probably the greatest day of my life, not being pegged, which was actually better than I thought it was going to be. But we were talking about this. We got because we got a like a thing. There's a local. They sponsored a couple of like sponsored Freddie Quinn's podcast and they're called Taylor Toys. So we ended up getting some stuff off them. Mm-hmm. And he sent it across as like a thing, and I was like, oh, fucking hell. So I got it out, and I was like, it's like six inch dildo with like thing with around the end. But I've always said, and I've said it on stage, I've always I've said me dick's six inches, 6.2 inches, leans a little bit to the left. I've said it a few times in jokes. Yeah. So I was like, my dick's bigger than that. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, I think it is, yeah. So I actually got a real lot, I mentioned me there. And it was bigger than I thought it was. So I, I, had, I had an extra, like, I was 7.4 inches? Was, inches, yeah. And I was like, so I've gained, I've gained one point two inches on me. Um, Sorry, I, I, I could have said nine point six. Let me let, let, let me open that. <laughs> let me open that into a subsection. So I'll do you for a minute. Let me let me <laughs> give me give me a go on your McLaren. You can do it for two. <laughs> let me ask you this: go on. to know the actual size, do you not think? And I don't want to get into it like I did with the the southern cheese. Different size every day. Different size every no well I mean depending depending on if you're an erector or not yeah no your, climate your dick is a di- <laughs> depending on climate no I don't think that affects your Mood? erection altitude <laughs> <laughs> well if you're at the top of a mountain it's smaller you, my 
The man, I was at sea level at the time. If you looked and you were, if you were, a, if I will you were a, at the top of a mountain. If you were a Machu Picchu, yeah, I would go to Machu Picchu. I don't know if I've said that right. <laughs> It'd be a different measure. There's no. I've I've said this before. I think a standard. I think you can have a. a Is this how you're trying to justify having a small willy? <laughs> That you live Yeah, altitude. but if I was to go below sea, <laughs> it'd be massive. I just mean, I if think... If you went in that submarine down to the Titanic. I think... <laughs> at least... That's, that's what happened to that submarine. All the dicks got that big. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they'll find them. But what I'm saying is... So, I'll, I'll admit it. Some days I go, oh, no. Oh, ruins my day when I look... You know, oh. And then ruins. there's some days where I go, oh, happy days. <laughs> happy days. I think it's fair, but... Yeah. Maybe that's just me. But okay. No, well, I don't actually don't know. That's interesting. Right. I will. I will. I will look into that. Further. So, please. So, so you you yeah, realize so you're it was six inches. That. that was to answer your question. But yeah, right. um, yeah. Just it, it, it allowed me to discover I had a bigger dick than I've always thought I had. Right. Which is a great day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe it was just at sea level and it was in a good mood. Yes. But yeah. I don't think it was in a good mood because I was about to get bummed by my missus. So <laughs> it's probably trepidation. <laughs> 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 and what do you what do you, what's the chat after that then? Oh, there's no chat, right? Because <laughs> no one wants to see the <laughs> yeah. carnage. There's a lot of poo, yeah. a lot of poo, more poo than you've ever been comfortable showing someone else. <laughs> I, like I thought I was clean. I really made an effort there. I got the yeah. shower head and sprayed it up my bum. Right, okay. Just like, like yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, there's more poo than I thought there was going to be. White sheets as well, bad. So any, uh, anything coming up or any good? <laughs> <laughs> thank you, th- thank you for sharing that with me. I, I'll share. Yeah, I, I, you I, made me comfortable enough to share. I genuinely thought you were going to say you made me come, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> if I knew that, and then we had to keep doing the pot. I feel it takes so much for me to just feel weird. But if I knew you'd just come and we were just talking face to face, I'd feel weird about it. I'll be honest, I'd feel weird about it. I don't know because it would be like. Wouldn't you feel happy though? No, I'd be more happy than Proud sad. Of yourself. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> I would then see that as a, a gift that I had. Like, That's can I make guys come without touching it? <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to ask you about um more about the the idea that you know you're selling that many tickets, you're doing that big of a tour. Do you think I look at someone like um Jerry Cinnamon? Mm. Right, and I, I'm a huge fan of Jerry Cinnamon, not just his music, but the way he is so independent. Yeah, and I see you as exactly the same, and that you have. Well, I thought you were totally independent. Now I know that Paul and Binti own a hundred percent of it. Hundred percent. You're, you're yeah. the least independent that guy. Just, is that even mine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just let me get a picture in front of it. <laughs> they own that poo. They came out. You know what I mean? That's theirs. And they the scooped dicks. that up. And after. me misses. <laughs> But do you think that that um, people that helps people really buy into you because they know that look, this is a guy that doesn't have these big broadcasters behind him, yeah, big I, I agencies think, um, and that kind of thing. The nicest thing, I, people, I, I'm not sure how much people realise that. To be honest, I think in the world now, everyone's everyone's being consumed through social media, so everyone seems kind of the same. Um, but I think. The nice thing is about like comedians like it, kind of. Yeah, it's kind of um, a lot of comedians are really like nice about like how successful you are. I, I mean, that's to your face. I don't have to be in a company, Andrew. But um, people seem genuinely happy that yeah, 
that I'm, I'm doing well in life. Um, that's 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 a really nice. It's nice from comedians and people that you work with when you feel like that. Yeah, that's almost like you know you get a you get a stand ovation with the audience, but and you'd be like, yeah, it's good, and then. Your mate who was watching the show could be, you had a really good set tonight. Yeah. And that's like the thing yeah, where yeah. you're like, especially if it's a mate, you can bank on giving you their real opinion. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's like, what I, mean. I, I always remember, like, as I was saying before, when I did that bit and I, I heard Danny Mach laughing, like, mm-hmm. screaming, laughing backstage. Yeah. And he's a hard man to make laugh. Yeah. So I was like, or comics like being, being at the back of the room. Yeah. I did Dublin Comedy Festival last year and Tommy Tiernan was at the back of the room. Now he was there for about, I think he was just walking through. But, he was there, you know what I mean. He was laughing. I was about something he'd heard outside, and he walked in laughing, and then he stopped laughing as he walked through and walked on. But he Is was this comedy now. But he's a fan. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Has um, have you got like say props from a a, a, a really well known comedian or a comedian you're a massive fan of that meant a lot to you? Um, one an amazing moment was a uh, I got a random phone call, and I was like, I didn't know who it was. And I, like, I missed the call and I rang, I rang it back. And I, I was like, and I knew immediately as soon as the voice said it was John Bishop. And I was like, I went, hello. I went, hello. And he answered, the, I won't do an impression. But he answered the phone. He went, hello. You mean? He went, is that Paul? I went, yeah. He went, it's John Bishop. I went, hello, mate. You're okay. Like that. I was, I was like, he went, I'm not going to lie to you, Paul. I'm having a shit. I'll call you back in five minutes. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Phone my wife straight to me going, John Bishop's just called me while he was having a shit. <laughs> but yeah, he called and he spoke, he spoke, we spoke for us. I'd already met him. I'd met him once before. I met him on the first gig I ever did outside the pool. He didn't even remember it. We ended up chatting about it. And uh, I went on stage and I was a bit nervous in Saddleworth just outside Manchester. And I went on and a guy heckled me for being scouts immediately. And I kind of didn't really deal with it and just did me set and I did all right. Mm-hmm. And then he went on at the end doing 45. He was meant to be doing like a little Edinburgh preview. And um, he just went, before the start, who picked on the scouts lad and just Tore. annihilated this guy. And I remember thinking, because John Bishop in a room is fun, like phenomenal. Yeah, he was yeah. a, an amazing MC. I saw him MC a few times. He was so quick. And I just remember watching it going, how is he doing this? Like, how is he just making this up yeah. on the spot? And it's just killing it. So he just he just destroyed this guy. Um, so he, yeah, he called me up and was just like, it wasn't even like being like condescending. He was just like asking me how I was and how I was dealing with it all. And it was just such a nice yeah. thing for someone to do. And he checks in from time to time. Yeah. Um, same with Jason Manford as well. He's, he's, he's been dead lovely. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they, they're probably the maddest too. Do you, or let me ask you this, who, has anyone like shared a video or have you have you seen like an Instagram like from mate, someone that's Jeremy made you? Jeremy Piven followed me. From Entourage? From Entourage, right. He does stand up. Mate, well, and I was like, I fucking love Entourage. So yeah, I was me like, too. Fuck, so I'm like fanboy and fuck, I was like, Jer- I'm like, Ori Gold. Jeremy Piven's just followed me. I was, I, but I was like 10 minutes before I was going to go on stage and I was like, fuck. Jeremy Piven's following me. I should have messaged him. Should've if you're going to tell me he he messaged you back, said, I'm having a shit. Well, no, mate. It's fine. As I messaged him, I was like, mate, oh, thank you so much for the follow. Big fan. This big, long message was incredible. Like, that, I appreciate it so much. Seen. And I was like, he's seen it? Never message me back. <laughs> Never message me back. Message him right now. <laughs> Paul. Message him right now. Please message him right now. And just say... <laughs> How are the gigs going, lad? 
<laughs> just say how the gig's going, lad. Yeah, mate, you know what? I'm half scared that he's unfollowed me. Hang on. Oh my god. If he's unfollowed me, I'll be devastated. No, okay. Don't, just no, don't. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look. Don't uh, what say um. You okay? Just say, just say, uh, Jeremy, comma, hope all's well, lad. <laughs> <laughs> Question mark. Look, yeah, I I'm not gonna lie, my man. I'm a fa- I'm fanboy in Cardia. Yeah. Thank you for the follow. I'm a massive fan. Hands together, hands up, heart <laughs> emoji. <laughs> I think you came on way too strong. I did, and I knew I did. I knew I did, and it's seen, and then no response. Okay, don't reply. Don't reply. Yeah, you still follow me though. You follow each other on Instagram. Hey, big boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing tea with me. <laughs> Just say, hope the gigs are going well, lad. Question mark. How are the gigs going? <laughs> Hands together. Heart. Muscle emoji. Muscle emoji. <laughs> if he replies, we're doing a video chat. We're doing a video chat. I had, um, I wish I could say I had something, someone of that level. But I did a, a BBC TV stand-up thing during lockdown. It was called Stand Up for Live Comedy on um, it was on BBC Three, and then it was shown like BBC Two at like eleven o'clock on a Wednesday night. And I still kind of thought, you know, this is going to be good. I had a good set out. I went, it's going to be good. It's going to open doors. The one thing that came from it was I checked Twitter the next morning, and I had a tweet from a big name in uh, Twitter verified celebrity. Nick Knowles. <laughs> this guy, something like this guy was great, loved the set. I hit him with a follow, waited for the follow back, send him a DM. Nick, appreciate it, mate. I'll be gigging in London soon if you fancy it. He pivoted me. <laughs> he pivoted you? He pivoted me. Heavened. Oh, He's pivoted me. Imagine oh, we, we get to somehow do a show in the future and Piven and Knowles are front row. Kevin and Knowles. Just them two. <laughs> <laughs> they would hit it off massively. I tell you, I I know this guy who was a producer on BBC and he vaguely knew Nick Knowles. He'd worked on a show with him. Because yeah. I, I mentioned this to this guy and he went, I got a Nick Knowles story. He said, I vaguely knew Nick Knowles. We were doing a show together and on the last day, Nick Knowles was like, I had a bag with him and he's like, I got some new headshots done, like professional portrait headshots. And the guy went, oh, nice one. Nick Knowles showed him one, went, what do you think? And the guy's like, yeah, it's really nice. And Nick Knowles went, you can keep that one. And, <laughs> and I wish, that's what I want, a Nick Knowles headshot. <laughs> you should do that. Do you, um, <laughs> just... <laughs> do you, like, because I've seen Jeremy Pivot. I haven't seen him do a set, but I've seen him, when I've been in the States, I've seen him on the bill. On like, you know. I didn't know he did stand-up until right now. He does stand-up, yeah, yeah. He's been doing Maybe it that's why then. Maybe that's why he followed he me. He drops in some clubs. Have you gigged Outside of UK and Ireland, have you done Europe shows? No. Have you done we, stage? We try, I really tried to get a little European leg sort of, but it just didn't pan out time wise. But we're gonna put some European shows on, like Northern Europe into like Scandinavia and into Germany. I've gigged in Germany once, but it was on my stag day, and I was under instruction not to be funny at all. On your stag? On my first stag day, yeah. In a comedy club? In a comedy club, yeah. And your mate said, "Don't be funny." The the challenge was I had to not be funny. <laughs> at all I couldn't tell a joke or ask anyone what he did I had to literally be as boring as I possibly could be and did it 
I still did better than most of the actors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Standing <laughs> up. And then Freddie Quinn went on. It was like, I'll jump on if you... And then did his absolute gold right after me just to fucking... Right. And, start. and I was like, you fucking snake. But what about this, the States? Because you would have plenty of fans out there. Um, yeah. I think and we Australia? could do a little... I, I really would love to go to Australia and Canada. I, I think America's a, a tough one to do a tour in because it's really hard to get work visas and stuff. I think there's problems around that. But yeah, it's just it's time with me. Yeah, so with true, the kids. So I have my kids after week, and then I, I, I always tour Wednesday to Saturday. So getting that there or taking that time out would be a bit of a nightmare. Um, so Europe would be fine. I really do want to. I, I, I want to gig in Europe just to see how the cat. It's weird. Like Southern England really struggle with my accent, but like Ireland and Northern Europe seem to be really tuned into it for some reason. So people will understand you more in Munich than London. Yeah. People understand definitely like Denmark. People <laughs> people can understand Scouse in Denmark so well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, so I'm trying yeah. to think Dan Agger. Maybe that's why. Mm. You know, play for Liverpool. He's oh, Danish, maybe. is he? Maybe and yeah, Mulby and stuff. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe there's something in that. I think it's probably our accent came a lot from their accent, didn't it? Yeah. So it's probably something to do with that. What are things that you? What's like a project outside of stand-ups that you would love to do? Still maybe related to comedy, but. Is there like a self-funded series you'd love to do or a I film? Was, I, or? I don't know. I'm a fucking ADHD prick. And I'm just like, it's, I, I, every so often I go, I really want to write a film. Right. And I'll just buy a new laptop. I need a new laptop for that. And now I need a new final fucking draft or whatever the yeah. fuck it's called. Spend about three grand, sit there, type for a minute and go, yeah, I'm bored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go back to stand-up because I fucking, I know what I'm doing. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah. I would love to. I'd love to. Act. I've done a little bit of acting, and I would like to act a bit more. Um, I, yeah, I found I found that quite interesting. It was really jarring at first, cause, you know, when you're doing loads of takes, and you're like, "I've it, what? I've just said that." Because with stand up, it's yeah, instant. yeah. Like it's, you can't do that with stand up. Yeah, it's done. You do it, and it's done. Do you like Patty? Like you seem to me, and probably like you say, it is because you have so many clips that just keep coming out. It looks like you're doing stand up twenty four seven. Do you like? Taking time off and having no, a break, I like the idea like? of taking time off. Yeah, really like the idea of taking time off, and then yeah. I'm off for three days, and I annoy everyone around me because I'm like, oh, "What are we doing?" Yeah, because she'll just sit by a pool. She'll just sit by a pool and be dead happy, and I'm like, "What time's dinner?" Right, it's eleven o'clock in the morning, Paul. You like activities? <laughs> you like activities? I don't even like activities now. I just I like to. I don't know. I I I need to be gigging. If people aren't looking at me, I'm not happy. Right. And I, it's, I'm a prick. Yeah, it does me then. Do you? Um, I I'll do if I'm in a hotel on a holiday. I'll do any. You know when they come round the reps. <laughs> that, I'll do it. Whatever it is, kids club, kids club, <laughs> any of it. I'll do it. I love activities. I love getting out and doing an activity. Like just measuring your dick at altitude. Yeah, yeah. I love because people are like, oh, we're having a dick measuring thing. I'm like, well, we'll need to do that every day of the holiday and take an average because it's not. I'm going to smash this kid's club. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't even got pubes yet. Come at me, son. That's why I'm banned from buttons. <laughs> got my red coat taken off. Is there, um, is there like a certain venue that you would love to play? Um, I'm really looking forward to this one tonight. To be honest, SSE. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, I've a, it's a weird one. I, I did the MS Bank Arena in Liverpool a couple of times, and at the full setup, it was like nine and a half thousand people, um, and it was an amazing experience for me. 
but I feel like there's the point where it gets too big mm-hmm. and they're not getting the most out of it. I think the the best venue, my favourite, I'll film me that special there, is the, the Olympia Theatre in Dublin. I think. I'm doing it for the first time oh, man, later this year. It is the best comedy venue I've ever played, bar none. It holds the atmosphere like nothing I've ever experienced. Advise me on this, right? I do this thing where when I want to record an hour, I kind of throw my eggs into one basket. Yeah. But then I'm a little bit ADHD too, yeah. where I change my mind on things a lot and that sort of yeah. thing. Like I did a run at the Opera House last year in Belfast, recorded them all, and then ended up going to America a few months after that. And just at the time went, I just want to film the America shows. Yeah. So that's going to be my special is the, is the different America yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah. But I'd love to this year just pick. It's hard because you do like a load of shows on a tour. You pick one for the special. And then the next night you do a different venue. Yeah. You should have done that yeah, one. Yeah. But if you're telling me the Olympia. Is, it's incredible. Sh- is that where I should I mean, film the next hour? You are right. I mean, it's, everywhere is different on a different night. But I don't think there's a better room for comedy. Yeah. That I've ever played because it's it's like old in the best way it's old it, it, hold, it theater just holds it's the it's the laugh you get from them it's a wall of people yeah it's and everyone's just so up for it because it's mm-hmm. Dublin and the great um, and it's just even down to the fact that everyone who works there loves the place and the, the whole place is just ran so beautifully yeah and you feel great as you get in there and if like like I got in there they had a bottle of whiskey made with my name on and stuff like that from Jameson and then they've got all fruit and bloody, like it's just it's stuff every the green room's incredible yeah uh, and it's all like set up like spinal taps so they got like the, the fridges are like marshall lamps that go to 11 <laughs> right and stuff right, like right, that class. it's just it, the, everyone there loves it um and it's just it's just the most incredible place it's just got the best atmosphere about it class um, i'm really excited for that oh man it's the, honestly i did it i'm doing it again in november yeah, because we ended up having to put double shows in there because we were going to look at doing the three arena mm-hmm. in Dublin, but I was like, I just can't not go there. Yeah. Um, so I thought I'd rather do like, <laughs> we did the half ten at night show and I've, I swear I was like, I might have pushed this a bit far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was great. And I had um, John Kavanagh come down, you know, Conor yeah, McGregor's yeah, MMA yeah. coach. So, you know, when you invite someone down, you're like, I fucking bet you this is the one where they're all going to be fucking cunts, but they were, they were lovely. <laughs> right. They were absolutely lovely. The, uh, yeah, it was it was probably, like, it was better than the early show, if anything. Have you almost run out of, in Liverpool, or you can't, you've done all the venues, you've done the, you've, you've done... No, I've actually never played the Empire Theatre, which is the biggest theatre. We jumped straight from the club to the arena, in a weird way. Right, so, okay. like, yeah, I kind yeah. of bypassed all the theatres. Ah, because I was um, going to say, like, because Belfast, you sort of... I love doing something new. Yeah, I like doing yeah. somewhere different and switching it up, and because you're giving the audience a different experience then as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we obviously, you know, it's a small city, yeah. so that's interesting. That Liverpool is a place you haven't played. Yeah. So, because this year we spoke, I wasn't even going to do. We're doing the arena now, but we because we're building a new club. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be like a six hundred seater. Yeah, I'm so, doing. It. Yeah, yeah. So I was just I, I just put shows in there. So we we put like twenty twenty five shows in there. Class. Um, but then the club's not finished, so we've had to move all the shows to the arena. Will it be finished by, say, for talk's sake, November? I, if it's not, then we're in a we're in bother. Right. Okay. <laughs> so me and you might need to put the hard hats on. So and... I've got I've got a lot of shows in November there. Well. Right. Okay. Shit. <laughs> I think um... it should be done by August, but I had I had shows like this month. Like I'm supposed to have shows this week, so the last two nights I should have been in Liverpool for the first two shows. Um, but it, it didn't happen. So. I've I've told this on a pod before, but 
when I did hot water a couple of years ago, there was a everyone was in and seated. Oh, the fire, the fire lamp. There was a fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it Someone was vaping. It went from no, no, a full fire. I was a fire. A genuine real life fire. The fire alarm went off, and every you know you do that kind of like you're rolling your eyes at people, and then uh, a manager craned her head into the room. And very calmly went, there's a fire! <laughs> and everyone's like, ah! And like, you know, there's no like, guys, form an orderly queue. It's, she was like, like fucking run! And everyone's like, run now. I had just, I went to Liverpool one, and I it was winter, it was November, and I wanted like a big coat. I got this really nice coat from Zara. Told me, I know you got a McLaren F1. I mean, they're like, this was 110 quid. Right, you can see, 110, and I paid cash, right? So I got this. 110 pounds hour coat in the green room I'm about to introduce Vittorio to open for me fire everyone leaves I look at him like mate do the right thing but he saves himself I want you know I'm expecting him to lay his life down for me and run in and get the coat but he does because there's like you can see like someone's like I see smoke and all so I run back in like I don't run out straight away I go get the coat get my rucksack run up we're all on street level everyone who was at the gig the fire engines are coming. They established there's a fire in the kitchen in hot water. And I'm like, well, the show's obviously cancelled. And like an hour's gone by. And Adam Rowe had done the show before. He takes me across the road to a different bar with like a courtyard in it. Oh, and he, yeah. goes, he goes, let's just say to the barman, can you do the show here? Because the whole audience are there already. But they've started getting carryouts at the shop. They're boozing away. I'm standing there. People are singing. I'm chatting to people. And I'm, it was a late show anyway, so I'm like, the show's not going to happen. Then the manager was like, "Ah, well, this is this hap- this has happened loads of times," and I was like, "That doesn't <laughs> make me want to do this." She's like, "We've had loads of fires in the basement." And by the way, also there was like four guys who like they haven't they- had loads of fires by the way. Yeah. About it. <laughs> it's a very safe place. <laughs> the far one of the firemen was like, "Oh, there's four guys still painting down there." It was like four guys, like the band on the Titanic, like four get local guys from home in Liverpool still finishing those pints. Um, and eventually, we did the show, and I think only in Liverpool would it have worked because it was like two hours after the show was supposed yeah. to be on, and it was one of the best shows of my life. Yeah, it was brilliant. You get that like spirit of the Blitz kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's happened. It happened. It's happened twice to me this year on tour. The fire alarm's gone off. Right. And it's both times it's been someone who's got kicked out who smashed the thing. Oh, really? And I shouldn't say that because now everyone gets kicked out is going to do the same thing. Yeah. But we've had to then go outside and get everyone back in. And I've thought the same thing, like, this is going to be fucked now. Because you're like, that's all they'll want to hear me talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the mad thing is, is like, it because ha- it happened in the King's Theatre in Glasgow. So you've got like 1,300 people there. And you're same as you, like, the fire alarm goes off. And I'm like, that's a fire alarm, and they're all like, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> like you're mad because you would literally stand there, you would sit there and burn until yeah. I tell you that this is real." It's part of it. It's part of it. <laughs> it's so realistic. Choking. <laughs> fucking crazy. Um, so I've I've seen your cars gradually, you know, improve, gradually go up the levels to the point we're at the. And I'm not a car guy, but we're at the McLaren F1. What's a purchase you would? love to make that's still like in the distance where you go I want that like do you want like a helicopter or something with <laughs> I was actually looking at a plane the other day uh, <laughs> be serious were you I was they're not that much 
Like what not a jet. Like a little plane. Oh, no, you don't want to get one. No, that's nah, dangerous. I do. And you fly it yourself. Only because you come into the airport. It's £6 a night to keep your plane at the airport. No, and then is it? you don't have to go through customs. You go through your own little customs. This is one fella. Just put your bag through and walk out the airport. They need to increase that because, like, even if they made that a tenner, you wouldn't buy an eyelid at nah, that. but even that. So hold on. And then you don't have to pay the fucking. You would consider. Fuck? It's possible. Yeah, in get the like future, a little four seater plane. I might be in a plane, commercial flight. Yeah. Fly, fly past you. And I might look out the window. Look how look how big my belly is. <laughs> See, <laughs> Paul Smith on his way to do the SSE in a plane, but. You would, you would not just get a plane, you would learn how to fly it. Yeah. And then you would just go to go around gigs yeah, in fly. your plane. Yeah. But. Why not? How much would it cost? Like, it's 150 grand for a plane. <laughs> Cheaper than the car. Nah. <laughs> Cheaper than the cars you like. <laughs> would, you gen- yeah. would you genuinely consider that? Yeah, Harry, because only because I know a guy. The guy the, this, the, oh, no. That's why you shouldn't get no, it. You know a guy, guy, a Scouse guy who can get not you a Not a Scouse guy, a Slovakian guy. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> oh, Pavel. Really? Yeah. So Pavel's one. like, Paul, I can get he's you. He's got one. He flew to Dublin, on it? And we he met there, and he was like, it? I flew him out. No, no. He was went get one of these. How, out of 10, 10 being like, I'm definitely getting it, what, where would you be? In well, my missus has said I'm not allowed, but... I mean, she, she that's not that wasn't allowed to buy a car. <laughs> Imagine you being in a half, be like, what's wrong with you? Like, my fucking wife. What, you want to let you out this weekend? Nah, she won't let me buy a car <laughs> to ferry myself around. Well, I don't... I, like, that, I, I wasn't supposed to buy that car. Right. I had no intention of buying that car. I'm saying... I was, Technically, I'm going to tell this story. I mean, this is, I'm already working on this story for my next tour show. Yeah. This is probably going to be the start of it, so I'll give you a little excuse. So, because you sort of bought the Lamborghini, didn't you? Yeah. So, that was a mistake as well, because I'm just an idiot, right? <laughs> so, what, what I, I love cars, right? And I'm like, I would fucking hope I, so. I do, I love them. <laughs> and I always like, even like back in the day, I used to go around and look at cars in showrooms and stuff. So like, and I'd just be a little like day out for me, like going looking around, sitting in them and stuff like that. And um, and then I went and got because at the start of not the last year with the show before, I told the story about buying a Merc S class, which it wasn't really. It was a GT sixty three S, but like people didn't understand what that was, so it changed it to an S class. Right. Um, and I bought it because I went into the showroom and some rich fellow was there, and he, I wanted an E class, but when I said that, he went, <laughs> and I thought you cheeky bastard. You don't think I can afford this? <laughs> so, I'll show you. Yeah. <laughs> and he was looking at this car, so I bought it before him. Oh, I to, thought you meant to he do his there. Right, okay, so he's just another And pump. it was stupid, because right. I couldn't afford it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I ended up having to, I, I had to sell that car. I bet you he has an, he's the salesman's mate. <laughs> yeah. He's there every week. <laughs> if he is, it was a good move. He's just about to buy this. He's a big fucking fat Tory bastard. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so it was David Cameron. No, what if? But so I, I end up, I, I had, I end up with me, uh, with me S class Merc. Um, so I, I took her in for a service one day, and we're by me Merc and now they're, they're all like next to each other in Cheshire, right? So I thought, oh, it was in getting something locked up. So I thought I'll just wander over to Porsche to have a little look. Um, so I walked in. I'm looking around the nine elevens. Love them, and beautiful. So looking around, and a guy went, no way. So I was like, hello, mate. He went, I watch your stuff all the time. I think you're amazing. I was like, thank you so much. He went, what are you looking at? So I'm just looking at the 911s. He was like, beautiful cars. I'm like, I was like, yeah, yeah. He went, have you ever driven one? I was like, no, no, no. He went, I'll give me a minute. So he fucks off. Comes back with the key to a 911. 
and goes, I'll put you on that for an hour and a half, go and have some fun. And I was like, <laughs> I thought he was winding me up. Yeah. So I'm trying to be cool, like this shit happens to me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, so I got out, I'm driving around to the showroom, dead slowly, like waving. And I'm like, there's a little motorway, I got into the M53, and I just went, fuck off. I'm on FaceTime, and I just go, I'm in a Porsche. <laughs> and she's going, what? I went, he's giving me a Porsche for an hour and a half. And she was like, why? I went, I don't know. So I'm just fucking, I, I, I was just threw this car around everywhere. It was great. They took it back and he's like, What do you think? And I was like, Yeah, yeah. Because I couldn't afford the push. Right. So I'm like, <laughs> He just assumed I could afford the push because right. he thought I was fucking famous. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. I went, Yeah, yeah, that's lovely. That means I'll have to have a think about it and just never went back. Right. So I just progressively thought, like, so I'm going around all Porsche showrooms now, just trying to get test drives of Porsches. Right. Did that for a bit. And then I thought, How cheeky can it be? So I was just I was going around Audi and stuff like that for that. So everywhere, just down showrooms. You should take that me little lad when he was off school on a little day out. Just go and test drive cars. <laughs> and then I thought, I'd try Lamborghini, right? So I goes in and the guy straight away, he's like, wow. So he recognised me so I thought, I'm fucking flying here. I'm yeah. flying here. Beautiful hurricane in the air showroom with the and just get turns it on for me. Let's be revved. These are amazing. Price because I'm not a car guy. Hurricane roughly. that hurricane was hundred and ninety thousand. That hur- it was it, they're beautiful, right? Five uh, yeah, five liter V10, amazing car. So I said, can I have a test drive? He went no, <laughs> and I was like, what? He went yeah, no, you can't test drive this unless you put a deposit down. And I was like, how much is the deposit? Uh-huh. He was like, what's ten percent? And I was like, I said, well, what if I don't like the car? Then we went, we just get the deposit back. And huh. I was like, go on then. <laughs> so I gave him like 20 grand. <laughs> Test drives this car. And I'm thinking, I'll just get the 20 grand back. Right. No bother. Yeah, like, yeah. Just be sat in my account for an hour and then be back in my accounts. So I was like, stress drove it, comes back. Amazing, it comes amazing, isn't it? And yeah. But normally that would be my point to leave the showroom and yes. go, because and walk away and be sensible but he's gone <laughs> what do you think i went it's incredible you went incredible auntie he says you're gonna take it i went ah i said i'll be honest with you like because i always had to come up with an excuse or something so i'll be honest with you I, I love it but i don't like the color he went well i said it because I, I, I honestly genuinely used to have one on gta Right. An orange one on gta right. right and i put a picture of it when i got it so i went you still have an orange one if you had the orange one be the one he went you're not going to believe this <laughs> <laughs> this has just come in comes downstairs in the fucking workshop orange hurricane just sat there he went it's not even for sale yet but I'll do it for you he went we'll do a good price on it as well I went, oh. he went you've already put the deposit down you could have it by Friday yeah 50 and quid I, off yeah. <laughs> I'll so I'm, like, I'm like fuck it do it and my brain's going what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing so I'm like so I just bought it I bought it when I picked it up the Friday, I was like, my missus was like, what have you done? I was like, I don't know, but I fucking love this car. So I'm driving it around. Then fucking, <laughs> the tax man come after me going, you owed us half of that money, you know? Right. And I was like, oh shit, yeah. So I had to sell the car. Because I thought, I, just, I, I didn't realise you had to pay tax the year after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a fucking idiot. So I was laughing at me. So then I started telling that joke on stage. I'm like, I, can't, I couldn't afford that car. So my missus like, don't do that again. So I'm like, all right. But I carried on my little hobby of just driving around, going around. To think. And now because they've seen I had a Lamborghini, 
they were a bit more open to giving right. me because then they really thought I could afford it. So like Ferrari gave me a brand new two nine six GTB for the day. It's like a three hundred and fifty grand car. How long did the you have whole the day for? I had the Lamborghini for about six months. Right. Um. Then I had the Bentley. <laughs> so, same idea, stupid. Uh, <laughs> I got the bought the Bentley because I couldn't get the kids in the Lamborghini. <laughs> Most people might have got like, you know, those like Chrysler Voyagers for the door that opens up. It was still a fucking other time. Oh, mate, stupid. So I had to sell both of them. Um, so, yeah, so I'm going out. Ferrari gave me a car. And because Ferrari and McLaren are next to each other, so I'm just playing these off against each other for right. a little bit. See what I can get. And um, so about two months ago, I had to pick my missus up from the airport. And McLaren's like nine minutes away from Manchester Airport. So I'll go down a bit early and see what they've got in. Have a little mess around, so it goes in. The guy straight up, ah, oh, I'm like, yeah, some fucking game on. Let's have it. He said, <laughs> What are you looking at? I said, Ah, oh, someone coming up. And then you've got, I'm thinking about something convertible. And he's like, You're not going to believe this. Perfect car for you. <laughs> so he went, so She's got a brand new 720S by the lovely X demo, 160 miles. And everybody can't tell us, new. we got a dead good price on it. I was like, oh, Let me have a look. So I was a look, amazing, right? Um, so it's grey though. I actually love the colour of it now, but it was I was like grey. Not really into grey colour, but you can get it wrapped. I was like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it had orange calipers and stuff on it, orange like stitching and stuff. I thought that looked nice and orange. So, so uh, he was like, can I, I said, can I have a test drive? He was like, we don't really do it. That's a deposit. So I'm like, I'm not fucking doing that again. Yeah, not doing that again. I'm not a dickhead. Right. So like, so I said, I don't really want to put a deposit down and like tie that money up for a couple of weeks, and then I don't like the car. He's like, so he goes off and talks. He's obviously gone. We know who he is. He's not taking the piss. Yeah. So he's come back and gone, all right. But he come with me. So like... On the test drive? It's not as fun. That's like, you know, going on a date with a girl back in the day. Yeah, and her dad's coming to the cinema with yeah. you. Yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, ah. So I drove around for a bit. I was like, yeah, that's up fine. Got out. I said, I've got to go and pick me myself from the airport. I left her at that. But he's messaging me then every couple of days. Like, have you thought about the car? Have you thought about the car? And I was like, yeah, I'm still thinking about it. I've still got to talk to my wife. See, not sure how I feel about it and stuff like that. So then I got up. I had the day to myself and I was like, wonder how cheeky I can be. So I messaged him in the morning saying, I don't want to be, I, I, know, I know you're not supposed to do this, but like, I really want to see how... Like I bought too many cars now and I haven't got on with them. I said I really want to see if I would get on with the car. Like I want to test the sat nav and stuff in it. I've not got on with. <laughs> so Lamborghini's been so, a prick. <laughs> so I'm like, well, they are a prick because you can't fucking park them anywhere, and people fucking sit on them all the time. So I was like, I said I really want to see how I, how I get on with the car. I need to test the sat nav in it because I know it hasn't got car play and stuff. See what the stereo is like. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he's like, oh, I can't do that, mate. I went, oh, I was fair I understand, but like, I'm not just not comfortable buying a car that I haven't had a few hours in at least. So he went, all right, left it at that. Half an hour later, phones me up and goes, I'll put you on it for four hours, come and get it. So I was like, get in. So I drove down, went and got it, got there. About to spin it out, put the roof down. As soon as I put the roof down, it starts raining. I was like, bastard, roof back up, <laughs> driving around, fucking gutted, fuming in this car. Because it's real wheel driving, it's 700 horsepower, you cannot drive it in the rain. It's terrifying it will kill you it, it, I, I, I tried to put my foot down twice and just went fuck off and I was like no nah I'm not doing that so I drove around for four hours took it back and he was like what do you think I said I'm good it was raining and he went I know picked a bad day for it I said I know yeah but he said well have a think about it so it goes off thought I'll leave it at that next day he gets up sun is cracking the flags so I'm like I wonder how cheeky I can be here mm -hmm. so <laughs> I him back on mate love the car but I've spoke to my insurance guy right and, and he said, you need to see if it fits in your garage. Did you make this up? Yeah. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, I've got a new build. It wouldn't fit in my garage anyway. So right. I was like, so I sent him a picture going, I don't think it'll fit in here. And if it doesn't fit, I don't, like, I, I, I won't know. So he's like, ah, oh. I said, can I come and get the car again? I know it's cheeky. Can I get the car again? And just drive it to mine and see if it fits in my garage. And then I'll bring it straight back. And he's like, oh, I can't really. Oh. He went, give me a minute. Fuck's off. Comes back and goes, all right, I've put it on again for another four hours. Come and get it. Now, do you think he was going to speak to someone or do you think? No, I think he was because I met the boss who was speaking to so after that. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I goes and gets it. Comes out of the thing. Didn't even go near me house. Just roof down, fucking mace, bah, 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 bah. driving around Manchester, laughing me head off, having the, having the best day. Right. It's a, such a good car. So I'm driving. Around. What is this car retail for? It was two hundred and seventy thousand the other on for. So I'm flying around in it. I'm but he's going to throw in mats. Oh yeah, for Matt, the back. Little, little like he's going to wash it for me now. <laughs> uh, so, so I'm Keep driving me. around, and Rudy, my tour manager. He rings me up about something from where, and he's like, where the fuck are you? It's just windy and stuff, because I'm fucking flying around at 100 miles an hour in a fucking convertible. He's like, where are you? I went to Midnight McLaren. He went, fuck off. He went, how the fuck have you got that again? I went, I know, I'm a cheeky bastard, aren't I? <laughs> so he went, come and pick me up. I went, oh yeah, you're in Manchester. I went, all right, give me a sec. So span round to his, get some, comes in his drive, he comes out, he's like, fuck, mate, that's incredible. I went, I know, it's boss, isn't it? He went, I went, he went, I wonder if the camera bag will fit in that. We have a big camera back. I went, so it pops the front. I was like, it fits perfect, innit? Like that. He's like, yeah. So I went, do you want to go for a spin? He went, yeah, go on. So he jumps in it like that. So I'm like, sweet. Goes, like, gets it, turns, reversed it into a Nissan Qashqai. <laughs> Fucking full on. Like, because the reversing camera is behind the steering wheel. So if you turn it to full lock, you can't see it. Right, right, right. So I've just full on went, and I went, <gasps> and I swear, right? I've never seen a, he's a grown man and he went, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like oh fucking hell have I just crashed this car and he's like yeah I think you've crashed the car you know and I was like so I put, he went pull it forward so I pulled it forward a little bit and I had the crunch and I was like shit so my mum comes running out of her house you've crashed into my car it's a fucking 2012 Nissan Qashqai right so I got out of oh, no, I'm, I'm so sorry I said that because I didn't hit it hard right. so I'm look, I, I looked at her car first and I was like I don't think there's any damage because it's a low car so I just hit the license plate on the car Right. so I'm like there's, there's no damage there's no damage I don't think so she's like oh, I'm going to have to have a proper look because it's not my car and I was like this is not my car and as I said at a turn the fucking arse is hanging off this car because it's all carbon fibre it's designed to just crumble of yours yeah so the arse is hanging off this car so I'm like what the fuck am I going to do here this is terrible this is f- can I can I ask when you take it do you have to give your is yeah, you sign thing? you sign this thing like an insurance thing it's just standard so I'm like fucking up. so I'm like I'm gonna have to take this back and tell them now so I drive it back the guy comes out he's like come on give me the good news it fit in your garage didn't it and I'm like before we get to that I've crashed your car and he's like oh, comedian uh, like that so I'm like oh. I, went, Mate, I know I wish I was joking he went I don't know if you mind me if I went I'm really not I'm so sorry I've crashed your car and he's like fuck off so he comes out and looks and he's like oh my god and I was like I'm so sorry he went well don't apologise to me it's your car isn't it like but because I've obviously had to make out like I'm really like I'm buying this car so I'm like yeah <laughs> So I said as a joke, well, I don't really want it now because it's broke. Yeah. And he's like not amused at all. So I'm like, oh my, what am I? So I said, what, what happens here? He says, it's insured, isn't it? He went, yeah, but the excess is 20 grand. Oh, no. And I was like, fuck off. He went, did you not read the form? 
<laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> he reads a form when someone no, comes out with a key to McLaren. Yeah. He goes, you're going to drive that. You go four hours. You go, I'm just going to spend an hour reading the terms and conditions of this form. <laughs> so I was like, fuck's sake, man, what am I going to do here? He went, obviously, because you're buying the car, we'll try and look after you. I'll see what we can do. So I said, how much is that going to cost? He went, well, the bumper alone's eight grand. And then you got it to sensors, and that's if there's no damage behind it. I said to him, well, I'm like 10 grand easy. He went, easy. And I was like, oh my God. So I'm like, oh, what am I going to do here? So he says, uh, so I go, he goes away. He messaged me the next one. I go, we've had a, such a look. Uh, the guy in the body shop has got a spare bumper there. He said, he'll let you have. He'll do all the work. No, because you're buying a car and you're a valued customer, we want to look after you. He said, we can do all the work, and that's 1,700 quid plus that. So he said, and he said, well, while well, that's getting that done, uh, we'll get all the finance in place so you can pick it up as quick as possible. So I'm thinking, fucking hell, what am I going to do here? So you at this point still have no, you don't really want I don't the want this car. But I don't want to spend 10 grand fixing this car either. So he's like, so I'm like, what do he said? So yeah, if you send the deposit over, then we'll get all the finance documents in place. I'm thinking, what the fuck? So then in my I thought, I'll send the deposit over and then I'll just let them fix the car. And then I'll say, I can't get insured on it because it won't fit on my garage. <laughs> then they can't unfix the car. Yeah. They can't just go and smash the back of the car again. <laughs> and then I'll just get my deposit back. Yeah. I'll pay 1700 quid. So I was like, all right. So I sent the deposit over. He goes away, fixes the car. The, 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 the morning I'm going to pick it up, I ring him and go, mate, you're not going to believe this. I just went to get the insurance. That, what? They won't insure the car. He went, what do you mean? I said, they won't insure the car. But I'd have to get a provisional quote off my insurance guy. So... <laughs> when I'd rang him up, I'd said, he'd laughed at me going, you can't get insured on that car. Yeah. <laughs> Roughly, what, what would that have been? Do you, do you remember? The insurance was yeah. £15,800 on this car. <laughs> so I was like, fuck, he went, that's the best quote I could get yeah. yeah. And, I, and he, said, he said, my mate would be doing that as a favour. He said, I'm in the meeting, we're both laughing at you. Right. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fucking hell. So I've had to ring him up. I, I'm gone, hey, I said, if these call you today, I know you said that like ridiculous code. He said, but just say you couldn't. Right. And he was like, okay, because it wouldn't go in my garage. He was like, all right. So um, I, I rang, I rang the, the salesman at McLaren and went, you're not going to believe it. They, they said, because they said, I'm a comedian. Yeah. Because people won't insure you because they're a comedian. People think that's a joke. No, it's, Aviva and that won't insure yep. a comedian. So it's like, they found us as a comedian because I said I was a master of ceremonies. Which I used to do. <laughs> 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 um, he said, you can't insure it. And he was like, fuck off. Yeah, I, mean, I know, I'm gutted. I can't believe it. My dream car. So I'm absolutely devastated. He went, I can't believe this happened to you. I went to know. He went, mate, I'm absolutely devastated. I went to know. He went, obviously, because you're a valued customer. We want to sell you the car in the future. I will try my best to get your deposit back. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? He went, it's a non-refundable deposit. <gasps> and I was like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, we always, as standard, we do a non-refundable deposit because when people spec a car and don't take it, we have to sell it as used. So, like, we lose money on the car. So I was like, he went, did you not read the form again? And I was like, fucking no. <laughs> <laughs> fucking start reading forms, Paul. So I'm like, well, what, what do I do here then? He went, I don't really know. He said, obviously, I'm going to try my best, but I don't know whether I'll be able to. It's just, like, company policy. It's in the contract that you signed. And I was like, I said, but you've got, like, loads of my money. And he was yeah. like... Yeah, I don't know, yeah. And I was like, well, I'll just take the car then. He was like, well, what are you going to do with it? You can't get insured. I went, I'll just fucking look at it, mate. I'll just look at it. And he's like, well, we can't release the car unless you have an insurance certificate. And I was like, fuck, give me a minute, right? But, like, <laughs> when I told him about this, he'd felt so bad. He'd gone, I'm going to try and help you out. So he'd had, like, loads of insurance companies ringing me up. So I'd had to make myself look as bad as possible. To these insurance companies. So they don't take it. So they you. don't take it, right? right? 
And we got all through them, like 10 different ones. So I've rang my insurance guy back and gone, mate, you're not going to fucking believe this. <laughs> Is that quote that you said, that ridiculous quote you said still there? And he was like, yeah, why? I went, non-refundable deposit. He starts pissing himself down the phone, laughing at me, going, you're a fucking dickhead, you. I was like, I know, I said, I need that now because they won't release the car and you've got all my money and I can't now leave it with them. And he's like, fuck's sake. So he went, yeah, I can see why not, leave it with me, goes away. Phones back 10 minutes later, mate, this is an absolute shambles. He said, you know, my mate's insurance company who's doing me a favour. His insurance company has rang you yesterday not knowing it was you. You've made yourself look as bad as possible to them. So now they won't insure you on this car. So I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, well, I need to get insured on this car. He went, well, you can't. I said, well, I have to because they've got loads of my money. <laughs> I can't leave it with them. So he went, oh, fuck, I can't leave it. So he goes away, begs them for an hour. They come, he come back and went, the only way they insure you, original quote, but you've got, uh, you got 30 days to get it in your garage. Went, but it doesn't fit in my garage. <laughs> so I had to then pay someone to extend my garage by a meter into my garden so I can fit this car in that I couldn't afford in the fucking first place. Absolutely fucking stupid. So now so, I've had to write a joke about it just so I can claw some of that fucking money back. Reversing into a Nissan Cash oh, guy just, has cost you... <laughs> literally about a, a probably end about apple to half a million quid <laughs> <laughs> fucking 2012 this and cash guy and i'm gonna end up in a 2012 this and cash guy because of that i mean as wild i wonder could you have just like opened it as an attraction in liverpool come and yeah. sit in this mclaren and paul's driveway yeah you know sit in for an hour to tenner <laughs> i'm gonna have to do something like that Let's start renting it out or something. This is the most expensive mistake I've ever heard. Yeah. You'd be, you'd be cheaper <laughs> buying Pavel's uh, plane. No, that's why I was thinking about it. Mm. Sell them a car and get a, plane, get a plane in it. Read the fucking contract when Pavel <laughs> gives you. Do you know what the bad thing is? I know at some point in the future, the next time someone shows me terms and conditions, I'm just going to sign. And I'm not going to read it because I'm a fucking idiot. Like, where are you going to park this plane? <laughs> it'll go in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> to build a hangar on the back of my house. <laughs> no wonder you're considering a plane. Um, Paul, I, I massively appreciate you coming in. Yeah, no I'm, worries, I'm thank you. a big fan. You're an extremely inspirational stand-up. Um, and I think you'll have a great one. I know Belfast loves you. I think you'll have a great one at all the SSE shows. Thank I'm going to come to the next one because tonight I've got to go to a comedian's wedding. Oh, Johnny Johnny Bo. He's oh, a guy I fought in the comedian's box. How is he? Did you win? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's going to turn him, swagger him in front, gonna of, show his, up the in front of his new wife, Alpha Male, in it. First dance. <laughs> <laughs> Clock him, knock just, him out. Just step in between. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take this one. <laughs> I'm just going to walk in, scoop up all the gifts, <laughs> take a big wedge of cake, and just leave. With your boxing glove on. <laughs> <laughs> just punch the cake. <laughs> Uh, Paul, thanks very much for coming nah, on to with me. Appreciate it, mate. It's been a pleasure. Thank, Thank you so you. much.